Yes, hurry up. Hi, Dallas. No, no, no. Nope. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. That's all fine. No. You're listening to... Oh, sorry. I don't know how this is supposed to... You're listening to the dollop. This is a biracial American history podcast. Each week, I, beer drinker, Fuck just yes, sir. Don't say anything else. Nobody talked during the show because this gentleman just did it as good as it can be done. And the timing on that was, a, it was like a Simpsons episode. Bow. I think it was a negative I'm gonna, goat. I'm going to start over. Ah. Beer drinker. Bow. Fuck you, that guyer. Uh, New puppy owner. Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. You don't. I don't. You don't know what it's going to be about. I do not. March 2nd, 1793. Samuel Houston. Was born in Virginia's Shenandoah Valley. Yeah. Yeah. His father was a, was a militia inspector. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Everything on the up and up with you guys? Uh, all right. Good. Yo, yeah, real good. I uh, promise. Uh, well, I guess there's no laws. All right. See you later. All right. Bye. See ya. Thanks for, what are you again? I'm in, I inspect the militias. Make sure they're not doing anything. I don't know why my position was created. I'll be honest. Do people pay you for that? I thought so. I don't know. I've got a lot of things to look into. Anywho's will be. I should roll. <laughs> Is that what you do when you leave? You whistle? Yeah. Farewell, boys. All right. Keep doing everything or anything. Great nope. inspection. Not sure why I'm here. Nice. <laughs> okay, but you keep whistling but not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like I'm lonely. Uh, his father was also very bad with money. He was in massive debt, and in late 1806, he sold his property and moved to Tennessee, where some of his family lived. Okay. Um, but, but before, after he sold the property, and before he moved to Tennessee, um, he died. So, did he move to Tennessee? He didn't. He no, sold, he didn't. He sold this property with a plan to move to Tennessee, where his family lived, but then... Before he moved, he sold the property, and then he, then he just went ahead and died. Says a lot about Tennessee, where you're like, nah, you know. Nah, I'm good. I'd just rather the cold grasp of death. Before they left, uh, oh, sorry, his wife, Elizabeth, uh, was actually good with money. So Sam, Sam's dad is good with uh, well, wife, We've got a sitcom intro. Yeah. I mean, good Lord. Uh, she settled all the debts and moved with her nine children. Jesus Christ. 
1807 to the farm uh, that uh, her husband had bought near Maryville, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Sam's just a teen at that point. Sure. But he was just under six feet tall, so he's a big, he's a big one. Jesus, yeah. And back then, people were tiny, uh, so he really stood out. Like He was like a g- giant. You can say it. It's okay. Sam, are you uh, now, Sam so, Houston was a giant. He's so afraid of the outrage culture that giants are going to be like, hey, man. I, yeah, I, when you said that during the last podcast, it was a little offensive. You, you We're say not that. tall. You say We're that. We're smallly challenged. But somebody did that to me on Twitter. Well, I think my feet will blow up then. <laughs> hey, man. It's me again. That's Tweeting funny. from a high point. It's weird that someone would get mad about something on Twitter, though. Yeah, no. It says you. <laughs> I'm great on Twitter. Yeah, not mad. Fuck off. No. Feels like we're on it. Uh, so they cleared the land uh, that he bought. They built a home. They farmed. Sure. Uh, Elizabeth was very good with money and invested in a store. Okay. But Sam, not big on farming or uh, working big. or was... working in a store. He doesn't, okay. He's not into either one of those. Okay. He liked to read. Hmm. Okay. Nerd. Oh. Uh, he liked history and geography. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> he did not, however, like school. Okay. He liked to, you know, do it on his own. Okay. Uh, he loved the woods also. Sure. Like most boys. Yeah. Uh, he was very curious. <laughs> the farm was near Cherokee Nation, and he'd just wander off. And there he... it is. <laughs> there it is. We have our setting. He liked to wander off and meet Cherokee uh, people. Okay. Just out there. Okay. How are you? Yeah. Hey, nobody gets me where I'm from. <laughs> they make fun of how tall I am. I'd go to school, but I hit my head in the doorway, so I just started to drop out and just read alone. Was it hard being a giant? Yeah. Sometimes you're so tall, but you feel so small. What? Sometimes you feel so small, and yet you're the so tall. Oh. Sometimes I wish I was regular um, size, just like one of the small yeah, we're little not, uh, guys. Yeah, I think I found out why people don't want to hang out with you. Because I'm so tall. Yeah, sure. The height difference. That's right. Yeah, nothing to do with the, the singing. No. The singing is a trick. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Okay, so I'm going to leave. sorry. <laughs> oh. I know you're leaving. <laughs> That's what Dad did. So, in 1809, Sam Houston ran away and joined a band of Cherokee. Oh, man. If he'd just joined a band, he could get elected to Texas Senate. <laughs> so he goes off and joins a band of of Cherokees. Yeah. Really, you know, probably not a common thing back then. What did he play? <laughs> uh, the leader of the village, uh, who whites called John Jolly, because whites are fucking horrible. Yeah. Liked Sam and adopted him. Okay. So All now right. he's got a new dad. All right. Kinda. They gave him the name Colonna, which meant the raven. Okay. Yeah, so he's coming in hot. I like it. Fucking Raven. Sure. Uh, he lived with the tribe for three years. 
And would sometimes come back and visit his family and be like, hey, what are you guys doing? What's up? What, what you guys living on my a farm? Tall, my other dad loves that I'm tall. Loves I'm tall? I'm raven. <laughs> cool. Don't do that around here. I'm the raven. Okay, well. At was... night, the raven saves people from crime. What? I don't like crime. Oh, God. Can you go back to your, Not your a... Cherokee people? I will. I just came here for supplies. <laughs> okay, well, please. Books. Yeah, leave. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> and then in 1812, he returned. Uh, so this is three years later. Returned to? To Maryville. He comes okay. back. Okay. And he announces that he's going to teach uh, school. Okay. Sure. Yep. So he charged, uh, he, he built a log cabin. And then, <laughs> As most teachers do. Yeah, well, that's yeah, what you You got to pay for your own supplies, though, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, Nobody else yeah. is going to pay for them. Uh, he charged a uh, tuition of $8 a term. Okay. Uh, and to deal with unruly students, Sam had a set of lead knuckles. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sir, what? Uh, yeah. So don't fuck around in that class, I... or, I'm gonna, I, or I'm literally going to break your face. Jesus. Hey, what, how was school today? A giant broke my cheekbone. Yeah. I don't know if you say it that clearly, then. <laughs> Somehow the school was successful, and he paid off all his debts. So it's not his own school. No, yeah, he set up oh, a school. Oh, his, his own school. Yeah, he set okay. up a school. Okay, so he's got his and own And you could school. do that back then. You'd be like, I'm yeah. gonna, well, you can kind of do that now if you're rich. But yeah, you could do that yeah, you just, back yeah. then. You okay, just go, I'm going to so set up a school. Right, so nobody was like... You know, looking over his shoulder. No, well, nobody like a, could look over his shoulder. He's so damn tall. But yeah, no, it's like a charter school. Okay, <laughs> which I hear are the baths. Great, the baths. No problems. No issues. Don't look into that at all. Nope. Making it better. Uh, but like his dad, Samuel was not good with money, and soon he was back in debt. Okay. And then that's when the army came around recruiting in Maryville because the War of 1812 was going on. Okay. They were offering a silver dollar as a signing bonus, and Sam joined up. Well, I could just say no. I mean, boy, oh boy. It's <laughs> yeah, great. A dollar? A sack of Joya. We'll find out if that's racist later. To Twitter. <laughs> um... Hey, I'm a giant who was related to Sacagawea, and like... <laughs> what you guys did was not cool. That's like, in this day and age, good luck hosting the Oscars. His first battle in the war was, uh, he was fighting uh, under Major General Andrew Jackson. Hmm, well, old hickory. Now, I know that uh, I said they were fighting uh, a war against the British, but Andrew Jackson was fighting the Creeks. Sure. Just, he, was like, he had a side war? Well, he loved to, he loved to kill Native Americans. So, so he's he just like, sort of what was if like... I, he's like, well, you guys are doing that. I'll, I'm going to clear this out. Standard, Good guy, yeah. right? Yeah. It, the, ba- the battle was a standard uh, Jackson slaughter that he was known for. Uh, Sam was wounded but kept fighting um, and he was in, and even they were like stop fighting and he was like I'm still fucking going and, so, <laughs> and Andrew Jackson like that guy's awesome he got shot and he's still running around <laughs> okay um, 
So he got he got like shot in a couple places. His wounds would bother him for the rest of his life. But he was back with his uh, regiment in 1815, and by 1817 he was a first lieutenant. So he's fucking rolling up through the sure through military. the ranks, right? In 1818 he went with a Cherokee delegation to meet with the Secretary of War and President Monroe. So he's sort of straddling both worlds, kind of like he's wor- he's in the military, but, but he's, he's also, also like. He knows them very well, so like, well, why don't you represent them in negotiations? Okay. And, and then you can fuck them over or whatever they said right. to him. But wait, he's trying to help. Yeah, he's trying to help, right, but okay. I'm sure they were like, well, you're one of our boys, so. Right, yeah. Uh, so what happened was is some Cherokee signed a treaty to give up all of Tennessee, and then a bunch of other Cherokee were like, no, what? Right. And they're like, yeah, but Frank uh, signed it, so. Yeah. He speaks for all you guys, right? And they were like, no. And they're like, yeah. Oh, well, he signed it. So yeah, again, so I think you read it. the fine print. Yeah. Tennessee's ours, and we've got some great ideas. Great. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be great. Dollywood. Hello. <laughs> um, so he goes, he goes there to talk to the Secretary of War and President Monroe. Um, but all he did was talk the Cherokee into leaving uh, Tennessee without fighting. He was like, you'll get killed by these guys. Okay. So they bail. They leave Tennessee. Uh, but then he showed up in the Secretary of War's office wearing Cherokee clothing. Whoa. And the Secretary lost his shit and just started fucking screaming at him, and then Sam had to resign. Okay. What, uh, uh, what was his angle? Well, he he's, in the mil- like- he's in the military. Right. And they're like... All Native Americans are bad, and then if you come rolling in in the enemy's outfit, the, does that help? No, the Secretary okay. of War was like, "That's not good. right." So, so his, so he had a shitty plan. It'd be like if you came in dressed like a Russian doll, right? <laughs> and then I got to be the president. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. That's what we call a half applause, where really? half Appla- of the room. It was a, Applaud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Applause-ish. Uh, so he goes back to Tennessee, right? <clears throat> okay. Gets into politics, moves up the political ranks, all the way to governor in 1827. Okay. So Sammy Houston's fucking killing it. He's yeah. The fucking, he's the shit. And then he married 19-year-old Eliza Allen. How old is he? He's, he's about 39. Okay. So it's definitely pervy because... People didn't live it's as long. Curvy, so it's, but yeah. it's also kind of awesome. Don't, Dave. No, <laughs> Dave. No, no, no. Wait, you're doing what we like to call David's advocating. Um, <laughs> so they were all. Everything was going great until the wedding, and then after the wedding, all of a sudden, shit wasn't that great. Um. He was in a snowball fight with some other guys Whoa, shortly wait, after. Wait, wait, wait. The fact that that sentence is even starting is troubling. <laughs> Everything's going great yeah. till the snowball fight. We know what happened. One kid put one with ice inside of it, smashed another kid's <laughs> nose. Billy's mom came out, tore him apart. Billy went in the house crying, saying he couldn't feel his face. Now his big brother thinks he looks like a pussy. The dynamics have shifted. You guys can't play King of the Snow Hill anymore. I think it was just a snowball fight. So he's a 39-year-old getting into a snowball. Is he living Groundhog Day? 
He's having a good I'll time. I'll try everything. You don't know what it's like to be out in the woods. I know what it's like to be 39. So, uh, so they're in a snowball fight, right? Sure. And Eliza is standing there with another woman watching. Oh, I'm sure super impressed. Well, look at him. What a youthful soul. And uh, Eliza says, quote, I wish they would kill him. <laughs> Imagine being the woman next to her. Oh, my God. Oh. What? <laughs> what? What? I just uh, wish they would kill him. I wish someone would put a knife in a snowball and instead of throwing it, stab him with it. <laughs> He's the worst. I hate my big, tall, dumb husband. <laughs> Hi, honey. That's unbelievable. Look at him looking over at me like I'm impressed. Big, dumb, empty-headed oaf. Uh, Sam heard this. If there's one, if there's one thing that you say extremely quietly, it's that. You don't say it like, "I hope they kill him." Huh? Wait. What, baby? What? I have one of those is filled with razors. What? Why would you say that? I'm just beating up these kids with snowballs. Die, motherfucker! <laughs> The strife. Come on, hurry up. Let's go home. Let's go home. But I got a song. It's about it. I was going to rhyme strife with wife, and then you ruined it. Let's go. So over this. Yeah. No, I ruined it. So he was a little bit bummed out when he heard his wife say that uh, she wanted him to die. He didn't enjoy that. Some believe that what happened was, right, they had, the first time she saw him naked was on the wedding night, and he's got all these fucking scars from... A battle, like a mangled shoulder. My penis was shot off. And she was like, and she was like what a fucking monster. And then, uh, so four months after that. So she, it was based on his scars? I thought that's we were definitely headed to little think. dick territory. Well, that's what people think. Okay. So, um, but four months later, she left him. Okay. But that's classic 19-year-old shit. Like, you like a guy. <laughs> a couple weeks later, Sam resigned as governor because he's totally bummed. So he's all sad about his wife leaving. He's like, I don't want to be governor anymore. And then yeah. he just goes off into the woods. Palining, as we call it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he joined up, He joined back up with the Cherokee, who are now living in Arkansas territory. My wife left me. You guys are my only real friends. You guys like me, right? Snowball fight. Come on. <laughs> the Raven's back. <laughs> Raven's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. So the Raven's back. Do you guys think I have too many scars? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, yeah. It's a good thing you can't see the ones inside me. No, but we... It's weird, because we hear them all day long. All day long. I wrote a really good song about inside nope, scars. No, nope. we, we stopped. We, when we moved to Arkansas, we made uh, singing illegal. Oh, right. Because I told you to leave Tennessee. Yes, you did. That's not why we call you the Raven. Let's build me wings. Let's not. Why don't you go... Sorry, I'm easy. ...live with another tribe. Either way. I'm going to conk out. (laughs) Uh, So he's living there. Uh, Quote, he let his hair grow and braided it with a long queue, which uh, hung down his back. Um, He became a Cherokee citizen. He took a wife. And he drank so much, the Cherokee called him Big Drunk. (laughs) Does he know about the name switch? It's me, the Raven. You are no longer the Raven. Uh, 
You are big drunk. Mm-hmm. You guy who falls down all the time. Okay. So he's just Andre the Gianting through the Cherokee tribe. Yep. Save it for fucking Twitter. Where I can ignore it. Okay, so he was an actual giant. It's not fun to me. Uh, it will happen. Uh, but he still, during all this, he would still keep in touch with Andrew Jackson, and he represented the Cherokee Nation in Washington. He'd go there. Did they and do... still want him representing him? Yeah, yeah. We I thought mean, Tennessee I... went so well that. Uh... Uh, yeah, but I, you know, they, I think they trusted him. He's okay. their drunk. Sure. <laughs> I He's mean, we all have drunk. those. Yeah, that's what you call your dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My drunk. Hey, drunk. How's it going? No, I actually call him Lush. So, <laughs> I wish that wasn't true. So, uh, so he, he, wore, he wore Cherokee clothing when he go to Washington. He's like, this is who I am. This is my fucking jam. It's like, it's like a guy who travels with the dead, and when he comes off a dead tour, he still wears the tie-dyes. Sure. So you mean every guy who follows the dead? Yep. Okay. Uh, so when there, when he was in uh, Washington, he ran into a congressman who at one point, who uh, he ale- alleged Sam had committed fraud. Like there was some sort of bid on, on some food or something. I thought for you the said nation. alleged salmon had committed fraud. Salmon, yeah. Which We're talking about salmon now. to be like, yeah. yeah this, we ha- swim downstream, <laughs> you lying sons of bitches. <laughs> fraud. All right. So this guy uh, said he'd committed fraud. Uh, so Sam saw the guy in the street and just beat him severely with his cane. Mm. Mm. I like how one person clapped once and then was like, well, we're nobody not, else? No, we're not all. We're not clapping at the caning? We're not the, down for canings in the streets of, of D.C.? No. No? Not oh. there yet? I thought that was good. I guess my watch is set to five years from now. So after this, he went to Texas. Uh, he had a couple of friends who uh, convinced him to go there, and it's, it's thought that Andrew Jackson saw Texas as a place the U.S. could annex. So, okay, right. But two friends were like, look, people are getting property there. Get in on the fucking jam. Go. Leave. Uh, so he went to uh, Nacogdoches. Uh, so he goes there and he's, he's practicing law. He becomes a lawyer. Okay. Uh, now Texas has been an independent colony. He, did he? How did he become a lawyer? Did a wizard just sort of? He just he just did learned, he study he, law? Yeah, he studied. He came At and home he studied in his law. little cabin. Well, back then to be a lawyer, another lawyer would be like, "Hey, you want to be a lawyer?" And you're yeah. Like, yeah, and then yeah. you're no. It was like being an Uber driver. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly I'll get you right. in. Yeah, you no just different. need a license and a car, and you can be a lawyer. So Texas uh, has been an independent colony, and settlers had come, uh, but then Mexico merged Texas with the state of, fuck, I don't know. Whoa. Coahuila? 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 So so Mexico's like, that's ours. We're going to take that. Okay. Uh, And and everyone who lived here was like, no, no, we don't, no. And then... In 1830, Mexico banned immigration from the U.S. What? What a topsy-turvy time. Yeah, they're like, stop. They're just there like, we are going to build a wall and the U.S. is going to pay for it. Uh, so, 
so then in 1834, Mexico became a military dictatorship with Santa Ana running the shit. Okay. Uh, so almost, people don't know this, but it wasn't just Texas that rebelled. Almost all Mexican states rebelled. So it was a whole fucking jam going on. So Noca, Noca Doches, Nacadoches, Nacadoches. Oh, that's right. It was misspelled. Someone told me back there. They said that one's misspelled. Nacadoches, the Naca. Uh, they made him. They made him commander in chief of Nacadoches, I guess. So he's the president. Uh, he's the commander in chief of the town. Okay. I didn't really understand this part. I was like, okay, I'm gonna just keep going on. Like that I, makes sense. I am the president of Nacadoches now. <laughs> uh, and so he went, uh, so Sam Houston went to New Orleans and bought a general's uniform. <laughs> That's how you handle that situation. You're like, I will be, I will be right back. So, uh-huh. in order to be a lawyer, someone just needed to be like, he's a lawyer now. Yeah. And well, in order be- to be a general, you just needed to know where there was a Halloween store open. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then some other, and then like a... Some guys in a town have to be like, you're our big guy. Sure. Okay. So he's now a general because he... Well, he's not a general. He's a commander-in-chief. Sorry, but he's got a general's of, outfit. Of Nacogdoches. So, so he's a commander-in-chief of a city, and he's wearing a general's that's outfit. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah, okay. It's, the fu- it's fucking Texas. No, for sure. Anything goes back sure. then. <laughs> back then. <laughs> So, along with John Austin Wharton and others, Sam helped organize a provincial government for Texas. Okay. So, they're basically going to, they're, they're telling Mexico to fuck off. Right. That's the whole plan. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get a general's outfit, you're pretty clear. Yeah. Um, and then the Texas provisional government made Sam the major general of the Texas Army. Mm, it's weird. It's like the secret, but with clothes. Well, yeah. I'm sure that first meeting he walked in with a general's uniform on and everyone was like, oh. He's shit. the one we've read about in the scriptures. <laughs> Tis him. And on March 1st, 1836, Texas declared independence. What are all those medals for? They're chocolate. So. <laughs> Some of them have nuts. You just have They're to pick. Chocolate. One's got a, one's a bag one? of damia. Pick one. They're cool though, aren't they? They still jingle. On March 1st, 1836, Texas declared independence from Mexico. Congratulations. Congratulations. Sam was now officially in charge of the entire army. The Texas government was modeled on the U.S. Congress. Okay. There was a two-chamber government elected by the people, except black people and Native American people. So there's a two-chamber government elected by almost... A lot of the people, not all of them. Uh, there are about 70,000 official citizens, if you don't include the other people, because they had different skin. So, white, white, white people. Right. So you're counting the you're white... You're not counting. We're counting the white people. You're only. counting the white people. And, yeah. Right. Oh, white man. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Man, the distancing, <laughs> the distancing from white men is just, it's amazing. <laughs> Not white people, white men. We were. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. When the I women see, were at home saying, don't. The whole time. 
They were like, don't you dare. <laughs> I, I think that women were counted as official citizens, but they couldn't vote. But they're still counted as citizens. Whereas no, black people sure, are not counted as citizens. For sure, white men. For sure, white men. Yeah, for Without sure. No, trust me. White men were fucking rolling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so not all Texans are on the same page. Uh, James Fannin wanted his troops to be, quote, paid out of the first spoils taken from the enemy. Jesus. So he wants to go and fight the Mexicans and then take their shit. Right, okay. And Sam called that piracy. Uh, Sam wanted the Alamo destroyed because, quote, it will be impossible to keep up the station with volunteers. Okay. So he wants, the, he wants to fucking raz the Alamo because he's like, look, that place is, f- is fucked. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. And everyone else is like, shut your face. Here we go. Alamo Andy's back. I'm telling you, it's not going to work. Blah, it's like- blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Come on, dummy. It's the Alamo. All right, well, just remember I said that about the Alamo. Most people don't even know the Alamo. God damn it. Never will. It's not, it's not going to go well, is oh, what I'm oh, saying. It's not going to go well. All right. All right, Alamo Andy. <laughs> hey, uh, Nostradamus is here, and he's talking about the Alamo again. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the Mexican government refused to recognize Texas as an independent nation. Okay, so that's So Texas is point. like, we're independent. Mexico's like, you're not, though. You're not. So... Uh, the Mexican army started making raids across the southern and western boundaries. During 1836, five Texas cities served as temporary capitals because of all the Mexican attacks. So you were almost like Saddam Hussein with homes? With capitals? You were just like, this one's the capital now. Yeah, they'd be like, okay, now this one's the capital. We have a rotating team of capitals. Who's the capital today? It's Oh, uh, we are! Oh, hey! Hey! Washington on the Brazos? Is that still is it still called that? That's the capital still, isn't it? Washington on the Brazos? Harrisburg, Galveston, Velasco, Columbia. So those are the five cities it's rotating around. Okay. As Santa Ana led his troops into Texas, backstabbing and second guessing became common amongst Texas government officials, particularly interim president David Burnett. Okay. Though the problems also spread amongst Sam's own soldiers. Uh, and his big-time drinking problem didn't help. So he's in charge, but shit can't. Yeah, yeah, he's getting shit-faced. He loves to party. Okay. Does that... It's fine. Okay. If you say so. Yeah, yeah, they love him. I trust you. Yep. Word came that Santa Ana had surrounded the Alamo. Inside were William Travis, Davy Crockett, uh, Bowie, and other Texans. They're all trapped. If the government seen this coming. So this happens, you know, right? So, so Sam's in charge of the army, and the government said to march to San Antonio, and Sam's like, no, I, that's a bad idea. Let's just do some He's, shots. <laughs> That'd be cool, too. Round of lemon drops? Kamikazes? You guys feel like... Which I'm paying. No fucking arguments, Ted. I don't have... <laughs> All right, so... I'll go. buy. Okay, how about you head down to the Alamo? Okay, we'll do one run, then I'll ride. Okay. I can't drink and ride. I know. I've got two HUIs. <laughs> 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 
So Sam called going down to the Alamo to try to save them, quote, madness. But he still agreed to march there with the few men he had. And he set out on March 6th. And then he took his sweet time. Okay. And he got there four days later. Okay. That was too late. Really? Everyone was dead. The problem is there's too many sites. You just want to stop at every one of them on the way. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice trip. There's a lot of places to see. Yeah. A couple weeks later, Fannin and his troops were executed at uh, Goliad. Now, Sam only had 374 men, and not all of them had guns. We have shoes. <laughs> I know. We're ready, I sir. I don't understand the point of an army. Well, you're just a guy in the army. You're like, I hope one of these guys with guns gets killed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah you got to share. Hopefully you all grew up with brothers because sharing will be key today. When the fighting starts, I'm going to go, ah! That'll be my job. Men without guns, you will be the front line. Um, Uh, What? uh, Time out or? No. Men with guns, you'll be in the back. That's where we'll need you to protect them. And what? as soon as we start moving, shoot ahead. No! Even if it means striking some of the gentlemen on the front lines. Trust Have me. you ever done this before? I'll tell you what. I am so full of Jaeger, I could be a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see me tomorrow. <laughs> Good luck getting me out of cot. Also, most of the men in his army did not have experience. So this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. As, as far as what you want, you want guys who aren't ready. Yeah. And most don't have guns. Yeah. So he orders a retreat. He's like, everybody get the fuck out of here. We're going to Applebee's. <laughs> Come on. Two for 20. <laughs> And he ordered everybody living in the area to come with him. He's like, come on, everybody, we're getting the fuck out of here. Everybody, we're going to have a rager. So with no preparation, people just start leaving their homes, and they're all heading towards uh, for the U.S. border. Okay. This became known as the runaway scrape. The entire area is evacuated. Okay. uh, That night, 20 of his men deserted. They're like, I don't have a gun. So I'll be over in... New Mexico. (laughs) Others wanted to fight uh, Santa Ana and get revenge for the Alamo, but Sam was like, yeah, there's like a thousand of them, so we'll... And then most of you guys don't have guns, so... But what what if you listen to me and we run? I've got some songs. No. Twelve, actually enough for an album, but I mean, I don't want to like push it on anyone. Last time you sang... Do you have SoundCloud? uh, We had 13 suicides. (laughs) 13 suicides last time you sang. That's why we got rid of the guns. Yeah. a concept album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wake me up if you want to hear it. I'm I don't. In. Okay. Don't. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Nope. 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 We're not singing. We're retreating. Once uh. there was this group who didn't have guns and wanted to prove that they we're good. Who needs a gun? We're up. We've got one gun, a new gun. Uh, 
So he knows they'll be slaughtered if they fight. So the journey's a nightmare, constant rain, people are just fucking dropping dead. Okay. Um, and remember, there's tons of people fleeing. So Santa Ana splits up his troops to cover a bunch of different ground, because Texas is big. Uh, so he's trying to find Sam Houston and his men. Right. And when interim president Burnett heard uh, that uh, Sam was retreating, he was furious, and he sent a, a message, quote, the enemy are laughing you to scorn. You must fight them. You must retreat no further. The country expects you to fight. And Sam was like, fuck you. I mean, is that not just the easy? That's like the easiest thing to do when you're on a couch yeah. where they're not. Yeah. You're like, would you hurry up? Try harder. Good Lord. You do look the, foolish. Do the thing where you kill people. Good. Uh, oh, spaghetti. I'm Yum. getting my... I'm getting my toenails done. Oh, spaghetti and nails. Someone's having a man day. So Sam knew, he knew they'd lose if they fought and Texas would be toast. But as he continued on. where Texas toast came yes. from? Yes. I love the stuff. Yes. A meal's um, not complete without it. Yeah. Um, so... He continues on, and as he continues on, all those people that were abandoning their farms and their houses start joining up with his army. Okay. Right? So he's, he's getting more and more men as he goes along, and they double, they double in size. And then Santa Ana caught up with him at San Jacinto. San Jacinto, yeah. I know. I'm from California. I know how to fucking say uh. Spanish words. He had... <clears throat> so Salmon now had 783 men... Okay. I've, so seen a, I've seen a bunch of different numbers for Santa Ana, but it's probably around like 1,400. Okay. <clears throat> and they have nowhere to go. Sam. Sam's trapped between a, a river and a marsh, and they're just fucking stuck there. River, marsh, and a hard place, as we say. Um, so the next day, so they, they get there, and Santa Ana's like, all right, well, let's, let's uh, take a rest. We yeah, got them. We is, got them trapped. It's <laughs> an amazing move. And all right, like, after <clears throat> naps, we fight. Well, then they didn't fight the next day. They well, no, stayed. it's Sunday. I mean, you yeah. know, football's on. Take a breather. And then it, the next day at 3.30 in the afternoon, the Mexicans took their traditional siesta. Okay, so we are at, what, two and a half days of pretty much Just sleeping one, and chilling? One and a half of one sleeping and a half and of chilling. sleeping and chilling. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So they're taking a nap. So this and then a- Sam saw this and ordered his men to attack. What? And literally caught Santa Ana's men napping. No. The battle lasted 18 minutes. What? This the is naps where, forever. This is where the phrase, remember the Alamo, came from, because they're screaming it as they're killing all these guys. The Texians yelled it uh, as they slaughtered the Mexicans while Sam was protesting. He was like, Jesus, easy with the slaughter. And some of the Mexicans were heard to plead, me no Alamo. As they were being killed. Oh, my You God. don't hear that? That's not a phrase you guys hear yelled out a lot. Me no Alamo. So Sam was in the position of killing sleeping well, Mexicans he, look, and yet gonna, at the same fault time him. being You can't like, fault him for that. If, you're, if you have an enemy yeah, army he, okay, who but, has just killed your, your, your fucking fort, all your guys... And then, and then you, you're there, and they start taking a nap. I mean, Jesus but Christ. But then he feels you, bad during the nap Yeah, killing. but at some point, he was like, whoa, this is fucked up. Come on, that guy's really asleep. Not him. Some of these guys are dreaming. Look at their legs moving. They're fast asleep. Have some respect. 
here's what we're going to do. We're going to wake them up with graham crackers and milk, and we're going to do it the right way. So, 600 Mexicans were killed. In the nap in 18 minutes? Yeah, it was fucking brutal. Jesus Christ. Hundreds were wounded. The Texians only had nine killed and 30 wounded. My God. So, the, the moral... Or the, the thing to take away is if you're a big army, no sleepies. You know what I mean? Or how about have a guy on guard? Yeah, I think what it is is you sleep in shifts. I yeah, think yeah, that, yeah. that's sort of... Take a bunch of different siestas. Yeah. I, I bet you anything, and I didn't look into this, I wanted to, but I didn't have time, but I bet you anything that in, in Mexico, they were all like, okay, it's just time, and then everyone both sides would take Right, a, you a take rest. like a siesta breather. So this happened, they're like, what the fuck? Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa siesta rules, bitch! Come on! 3.30 to 5, no! <laughs> wow! Wow, you guys are dicks! Wow! <laughs> Even for war, Wow! <laughs> You think you know war. We got we to gotta put this in the Geneva Conventions. Oh. So one of the wounded was Sam, who took a musket ball in the right leg just above his ankle. Bone was shattered. Um, Santa Ana tried to slink out. He took off his general's uniform and put on a regular soldier's clothes. <laughs> and then Americans captured him ways away. But they didn't know who he was. They just thought he was a Mexican soldier. So he's soldier Hans fleet. Grubering them right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then they, so they capture him and they bring him back to camp just thinking he's a regular Mexican soldier. And then as they pull into the camp, there's a bunch of Mexican soldiers who are like, El Presidente! No, 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 I know I look just like him. <laughs> that happens all the time. Just a regular soldier. No need for the salute at all. <laughs> no, I actually saw him a couple of minutes ago, way over there. Could tell by the uniform, I am not. We El switched. Presidente. We switched face faces. Have you seen Face Off? We had a face off. It's like that. So, anyway. I'm just a regular guy. I think this guy's El Presidente, if, I, if any, any of us. <laughs> so Santa Ana was forced to sign a treaty granting Texas its independence. Congratulations. Okay. Houston, uh, Sam Houston stayed on briefly for negotiations, and then, he returned, uh, uh, and then he returned to the United States for treatment on his ankle wound. Okay. Um, the victory made Sam Houston a hero, and he was elected president of Texas in 1836. So there... There were presidents of states. Yes. Well, there wasn't a state. Texas well, okay. Yeah, country. so he's just president of his, the country it's, it's of Texas. It's a country. The country of Texas. Okay. We're, all right. Fuck off. I'll get... Uh, Jesus. Of course you had to yell out the republic. <laughs> no, it's the republic. Um, I miss the boo guys so much. They made... Boo. They named a town after him called Houston. I don't know if you've heard Where of it. Where is it? Uh, it's down there. They keep douches in their hotels. Oh. <laughs> used ones. Used ones. Uh, would you like a room with or without a used douche? Oh, um, well, I, I did say with online, but I want something now. But hopefully there's a used douche up on the shelf. And uh, if it's so far up on the shelf that I'm able to see a little bit of it to be like, hmm. What are you? And then touch it with my hand. Oh, yeah. That would be, gimme, gimme, gimme. 
We were going to call this place a loft of douches. Mm, as you should have. But we just called it a loft. Mm, well, I'll sleep well knowing it's clean. Not the douche. <laughs> the area. So Houston was named the capital of Texas. Uh, now, the Republic's archives, which included military records, official papers, land titles, war banners and trophies, the seal of the government, international treaties, were all moved from Columbia to Houston. Okay. The people of Texas wanted the U.S. to annex the new republic. So most people, want, most people wanted Texas to become part of the U.S. Right. Some okay. people did, but most people did. Right. Trying to normalize the relationship with Mexico... Uh, he released Santa Anna. Okay. He's off, off with you now, little fella. Right. And, uh, he, he, and then he comes back and he's bad. Sam had to leave office. Wait, Sam, oh, go Sam Houston had to leave office because the, the Texas, the Republic of Texas Constitution barred a president from uh, serving two terms in a row. Okay. So <laughs> he, then, he then served in the House of Representatives from 1839 to 1841. Uh, Mirabu Lamar became president. I think we're on Lamar Street, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. See, I can fucking, I can make shit. I can bring shit together in yeah. ways people can't even yeah, understand. Yeah, no, it shows that you're really studious when you say yes. shit five times during your point. Thank you. Thank you. I do shit. I can make I'm, shit. Uh, I'm a shit guy. I love to make the shit connect. That's right. I'm a shit connector. And, hey. Uh, hey, it's me, the Fonziest shit. That's right. Hey. His two biggest issues, Lamar's two biggest issues, were wanting to expand Texas all the way to the Pacific. Bold. And some people just said that's, that we are. They just started saying we're, we're all the way. Te- some Texans started just being like... Oh, we go all the way across now. Uh-huh. Um, sure. And then the other thing he wanted to do was exterminate all the Native Americans. So that were his two big plans for Texas. Um, I wish they sounded outdated. <laughs> And then Lamar moved the capital from Houston to Austin in 1839 because it was in the center of Texas. Okay. And a lot of people thought this was stupid. And, and the most opposed to moving the capital to Austin was Sam Houston. <laughs> yeah, of course. Who's, I don't know if you know what his last name is. So at this Houston. point, <laughs> I, what, like what length of time are we talking since uh, he's left and since... Since he, since he hasn't been president? Yeah, essentially. Oh, not that long. It's been like a year or Okay, because so. I'm picturing him like bedridden in his old age. Like, what? No, no. Th- I think these are just two-year terms. Okay, so he's, so he's furious, yeah. obviously. And he's still in the House of Representatives. I mean, he's still a guy. Okay. Um, he, so Sam says... Sorry for me thinking that old people would stay in the House of Representatives. Yeah, that would... Imagine. <laughs> imagine if it looked like a thriller video. That would be shocking. Right? Uh, Just a bunch uh, of 90-year-olds like, I get four more years and then I'll die? All right, all right. All I can think about Feinstein. I mean, we just elected a bag of dust with hair. I need to be emptied. All right, Diane. All right. We'll do it outside, otherwise we'll get the place dusty. Uh, so, 
And Sam Houston said Austin was too remote, not developed, and too close to Mexican and Native American enemies. It's terrible! It's awful. It's an awful place. Too close to the enemies, specifically the Comanche and Cherokee. And then Sam was elected to be president a second time in in 1841. What's his agenda? He got 75% 75 of the vote, so people fucking love him. Uh Uh-huh. He did not hide how much he hated Austin, calling it, quote, the most unfortunate site on earth for a... What were his poll numbers like there? Good or not good? How was that working? For a seat you of know, government. Texas, what's, one of the things that's so great about Texas is it's so big that the hatred between the cities is like a country. No, it really is. It's like they, they like, hate It's like each Europe other. where they're just like, unlike, you know, like the English. And the English are like, unlike the Germans, bloody Germans. Texas yeah. like that with other cities. You're like, fuck San Antonio. Austin, man. Why the fuck, fuck Austin? Why you go to San Antonio? Ugh. You want to get herpes, go to San Antonio. <laughs> Without fucking. They don't know how to barbecue there. I one time when I visited Houston, I was uh, with a girlfriend at the time, and we walked into this bar, and I had a hat on, and the guy goes, you're going to have to take the hat off. And I go, okay, and there was a hat bag, and as I'm taking the hat off, I look, and everyone in there has cowboy hats on, and I go, how come everyone gets to wear the cowboy hats? He goes, cowboy hat ain't a hat. (laughs) I was like... All right, I didn't okay. know I was an idiot town. Okay, uh, all righty. Okie dokie. Where's that hat bag? Uh, so he refused to move into the... So he goes to Austin, right? Uh, where That's where the capital is now. But he's so <laughs> against it being the capital, he refused to live in the president's official residence and sure. instead... Lived down the street in a boarding house. What? Just in, a, in Austin? Yeah. Just so a, is, <laughs> it's just a total bullshit stubborn, like, fuck, this ain't the capital. I'm going to live in a shithole. All right. We got what? a really nice house here. I fuck don't that. want it. Who's my bunkmate? Hey, Al, how are you? I'm Sam. <laughs> fuck this town. <laughs> Dibs on top. <laughs> no kicking. <laughs> Uh, being very popular, he tried to move the capital back to Houston, which Un- is just, named after him. Oh, okay. Um, but the legislature resisted and defeated his proposals. Hi, I'm Dougie San Antonio. <laughs> I think I've got a compromise for all of us, Sammy. <laughs> I'm Jeff Washington on the Brazos. All right, get out of here, Jeff. Told you this is a losing battle. Uh, so Austinites or whatever they're fucking called were proud of their city and losing the capital they knew would hurt growth of what was a rapidly developing city and that would drop property values so they do not want it to be moved they also thought Sam was exaggerating the seriousness of the Mexican threat in order to move the capital where he wanted it so they're like the Native Americans and Mexicans aren't going to fucking attack right Sam was also all about austerity and drastically reduced government offices and salaries. He even tried to sell the four-ship Texas Navy, but the people of Galveston refused to let him do that. <laughs> A good check and balance. <laughs> we're selling the boats. The fuck we are. All right, all right, all right. I didn't know you guys were still up. <laughs> Can I be honest? I've had a bunch of a fireball, and I'm just like... Um, I think there's something in it besides booze. 
because I'm spicy tonight. <laughs> Just nuts tonight. <sighs> I don't even know where my shirt is. Do my, do you, be honest, do I have too many scars? Yeah. Do I? Yeah. Nineteen-year-old girls are screaming everywhere, and in a good way. In no, like no, a hot they're way? screaming, "Kill in like him!" In a sexy way. They're screaming, "Kill him!" Oh, all right. Yeah. With a snowball. Oh man, I had this epic snowball fight one time. <laughs> the snow was falling. No, nope. no. Nope. What? Come on, man. No, presidents don't sing. 17 songs. It's a musical. It's a musical. Nope. Uh, and then in March... It's called Hughes Tune. <laughs> what? Hughes Tune the musical. And then in March 1842... Mexican troops crossed into Mexico, into uh, Texas once again. On March 5th, they took over San Antonio, which is 80 miles from Austin. Okay. Austin was put under martial law, and many people left. They were told to leave. They're like, get the fuck out of here. The Mexicans are coming. Okay. The Mexican army retreated from San Antonio two days later, but Sam was now, a, now very concerned about Austin and wrote to his new fiance that he also thought the Comanches would burn and destroy the city and the Republic archives with it. So they're really concerned about the archives. Who's this fiancé? Oh, yeah, he, got, he met a new 21-year-old. A 21-year-old? Yeah, yeah. This dude's shady. She's good. She's a good one. Uh, so they were she report- watched me throw snowballs with the kids. Isn't I it hot? You- oh, Aren't now, I hot? Now I know what she meant. Aren't I sexy? I hope you die. At least they're starting to say it quieter. There were reports that the Mexican army had tried to reach Austin, but were turned back by high waters from a storm. So Sam ordered his secretary of war to move the archives from Austin to Houston. Okay. Now, Thomas Pegleg Ward... Whoa, 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 sir. I think this man was one leg shy. <laughs> he was. Interesting. He was the new commissioner of the General Land Office, which maintained government records. Okay. He's also an Irish immigrant. Okay. <laughs> he, was pa- he was called Peg Leg because he had a peg leg. Okay. Yeah, back when nicknames were nice and literal. Yeah. yeah. He'd had a tough time around cannons. <clears throat> In what regard? Well, he judged... Don't shoot me out at him. <laughs> he joined up to fight in the Texas Revolution. Now, he wasn't living in Texas. He was in New Orleans. He's an Irish guy who moved to New Orleans, and then he heard about the Texas independence movement. He's like, that's where I want to be. That's it. That's my calling. I'm going to walk there. <laughs> so he goes and he joins up. And on his first day of battle, during the siege and assault of Bexar in 1835, he lost... Bahar? Bear? Bear? It's bear. Bear? Bear. Well, Dave, we've been through this before. As if there's no X? Dave, we've done this. One of you, you. One of you, you. One of you say it. Now, that's not one of you, is it? 
Behar. Right. Now they're mad wrong. at you. Fuck. Everybody's fucked. I would never have thought a city named after Joy Behar would be in Texas. We just love her take. Such a spicy New York Jewish lady. She's just nuts. All right, she so sticks we're gonna it call to Megan. It, we're going to call it Boxar. So he's fighting at Boxar and in 18... In 1835, he lost his right leg from cannon fire. On day one? Day one. First day, day one. Yeah. So this is why he's not around cannons. Yeah. It's also uh, luck of the Irish there. Yeah. So it is rumored that his leg is buried with Ben Milam. Uh, what? What? Milam? Milam? All right, whatever. Milan. Who gives a shit? He's dead. Uh... It is also believed that Peg Leg started the rumor that that's who his leg is buried with. Do you know my leg sleeps at Bennett Noit? He fell in love. He had an affair with my leg. They wanted to be buried together. What? Your leg and a guy? Yeah. Frowned upon by society, but their love knew no bounds. It's like a... How did they show their love for each other? Oh, you don't want to know, mate. Like Montague and Capulet, so they couldn't find, you know, couldn't tell their families. Well, he couldn't tell his family, and yeah, my calf wouldn't tell me. Yeah, because right. you're the family. Right, well, of course, I'm in charge. It's absolutely right. You're in charge of your leg. Was, until Ben got his hands on it. <laughs> Filthy mongrel. You like in Behar? <laughs> <laughs> So now he's, uh, now Pegleg is the uh, commissioner, right? Sure. Now, just a year earlier, when Pegleg was mayor of Austin. Still adjusting to the name. Yep. He was manning a cannon during the. What was he doing around cannons? Well, they're doing a 21 gun, gun salute. It's the four year anniversary of the Battle of San Jacinto. So they're doing a big celebration. That's one of the bugs. Uh huh. Classic Texas buck. So they're doing a 21-gun salute. He's near one cannon. He, he goes to shoot his off. It doesn't shoot. It malfunctions. No. And it blows up, and he loses his right arm. No. <laughs> Man, you just get the balls to go near a cannon again. But at least... And this time I'm on the right side of the cannon. <laughs> Die my arm as well! But at least they call Give them... Give it to Ben! At least they call them Peg Leg instead of like Half Tom or whatever. <laughs> so, so all he has is a left arm and a left leg. The other... The right part... Oh, he's all left. Yeah, the right part's... The right... These parts are gone. Okay. Boy, that is... It's not great. Tricky, yeah. yeah. Uh, so possibly because of those incidents or PTSD, he had a hair-trigger temper, an impulse to violence... And, and a not, hatred not of cannons. <laughs> and not, not great with his wife. So oh, very dear. few people use the name Pegleg to his face. <laughs> yeah, like you. <laughs> He's not going to hurt me. Uh, he also won an election to be mayor six months after he lost his arm. Because wh- who's going to fucking vote against the guy who blew up his arm? Right. So then his, ta- his, his, 
his term for mayor ended, he becomes the commissioner of the general land office. So now Pegleg was told by Sam Houston to prepare the archives for transport. And he agreed about Austin. Quote, I cannot consider the archives at all safe at this point and should be most willing to yield the implicit obedience to the order of the president of the removal of the archives to a place of greater safety. Just say yes. Yes. The military commander in Austin, Colonel Henry Jones, was not having it. Okay. He got all the angry Austin citizens together to discuss the situation, and they formed a committee of vigilance to guard the archives and stop their removal. Okay. Nice. Well, the title's strong, so... Mm -hmm. Now, Sam uh, Houston called a special session of Congress on June 27th to find a solution to resolve the matter. He again tried to explain how important it is to move the archives from Austin because it's a dangerous place to keep them, and the legislature was like, yeah, no. And and are they... They're reticent because of his recent bias towards the city of Houston? No, they want to keep... It there because they For, by any in, means necessary. Well, the most of them live in Austin and they own property there. And if everything goes away, then property values drop. Sure. So their hearts are in the right place. Yeah. In September, Pegleg wrote to the vigilance committee and citizens of Austin. Uh, he said, "Interfering with the removal of the archives had the potential to put the records and the republic at a great risk." Okay. If the enemy captured the archives, quote, it would be a greater victory than the most glorious battle won in the field. Okay. This paper's apparently super important. Sure. No, it's like national treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Then Pegleg ordered uh, all the business of the general land office to be suspended until further notice. Some in Austin said they would burn the records rather than let them leave. Ugh. So worried about the threats, Pegleg moved the boxes of the land office into his private office. He's doing it? He's just moving it into his office in the same building. He took it all out of the main room and put it in the back room, basically. This dude really wants change. In the fall, Mexican troops attacked San Antonio again. And Sam Houston brought Congress back on December 5th, this time in Washington on the Brazos, which he made the capital. Okay. Houston again implored Congress to agree to move the archive and told them not to listen to what the, quote, so-called seditious citizens of Austin had to say about it. Is is he alamoing right now? What do you mean alamoing? Is he calling the... Is he being sincere, Houston? Yeah. Yeah, he... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, he's not wrong. No, I just... I I keep thinking... I would also enjoy a battle to just move everything to where Houston is just because you're like that's me yeah I'm Houston I'm the raven so the senate president did not like Sam and he held up the vote with a procedural move so Sam couldn't take it and on December 10th he secretly ordered two Texas army officers to gather a force of 24 men and go get the archives from Austin with quote secrecy efficiency and dispatch and to take them to Washington on the Brazos and no cannons sorry Oh, that'll be cannons. Sam wrote, quote, while they remain where they are, no one knows the hour when they will maybe utterly destroyed. So on December 30th, the covert force entered Austin early in the morning Jesus. with three wagons and started loading the archives up. Okay. Pegleg Ward was helping. They were done at noon, but a local lady named Angelina Eberly had seen them. Eberly was an inn and saloon owner. She had moved to Austin in 1825 with her husband, who also happened to be her cousin. (laughs) 
They had mm. three kids. Oh boy, did they. <laughs> oh, Tom! <laughs> yeah, just... uh, husband cousin died um that's tough on a couple levels you're losing a lot there family and a partner yeah and then he ran then then she ran the inn uh with the slaves she owned for a while so that's nice and then she went to south carolina because the the mexicans were threatening and um it's i I read that she destroyed her own inn to keep it from falling in mexican hands but i have a hard time believing that no i wouldn't so she went to South Carolina, and she, make it, she married Jacob Everly, and then she came back to Austin in 1839, and she ran the Everly House, okay. which was the boarding house where Sam Houston lived while he was in Austin. Okay, right, right, the president's office. So she, under, she understands what the archives mean to Austin. She's a landowner, and she's apparently not happy the capital had been moved also. If the archives are gone, Austin would be screwed. So Everly spread the word around Austin, and a small mob gathered. On Austin's Main Street, there was a loaded howitzer. It was loaded with grape shot, which was just, it was just always loaded in case the Mexicans or Native Americans attacked. So you just had a cannon in the street ready to go. Oh boy, I know someone is sweating. (laughs) Said, must we have that painted? Just, I've got bad luck. That's my nemesis. They just, I think I've got cannon magnets inside me or something. So, the mob brought out the cannon, and Everly Everly pointed it toward the wagons, and she said she would blow them to kindling at the first sign of movement. Inside, Pegleg was in his office. No, dude, man, I swear to God, if he gets... (laughs) I will literally run out of the theater if he is involved in another cannonball incident. (laughs) Well, there's only grape shot in it. Okay, inside, his office, inside his office, he heard yells of, quote, blow the old house to pieces. Oh, my God, my nightmare. <laughs> shots hit the, the land office, quote, shots perforated the buildings. It was said Peg Leg was lucky to get out of harm's way. Jesus. Dude. If I find out who invented the cannon, I'm going to use a cannon on it. Well, maybe not a cannon, but... Sam's officers and their men took off with the archives and the wagons heading northeast to Kinney's Fort. Sam had ordered them not to let anyone seize the records no matter what. Pegleg also sent a Spanish translator and his assistant clerk. So they were pursued by about 20 vigilantes who had the cannon with them. Jesus... Please, just shoot me now. (laughs) At noon the next day, the vigilantes caught up to the guys with the archive records and blocked their way just north of Austin. Uh, And then they started shooting at each other over papers. Yeah. But I assume Sam's men didn't want to die because of the records, so they surrendered. They gave up the archives, which were then brought back to Houston. The next day, 68 Austinians or Austinites told the assistant and translator if they'd gotten their way, they would kill them. And the archives were brought back to Austin. Okay. Pegleg, quote, the archives were lodged in Miss Eberly's house. I have employed all the exertion I could to have them restored to this place, but in vain. Many threats have been made against me. But however dangerous or unpleasant my situation may be, I will not complain if I can do a service to the Republic. There we go. The records were guarded day and night at Eberly's house. Quote, 
An attempt to take them by force would have precipitated a civil war. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they really, they really this into is, these records. This has Nicolas Cage written all over it. It really does. <laughs> just give me them. The paperwork. I'm just here for some of the maps. I just need a few of the maps. The Committee of Vigilance celebrated with a New Year's Eve party, quote, in the form of a hearty meal. <laughs> well, wild. <laughs> Woo! We're dirty loose! Yeah, who wants more stew? Woo! What a night! Pegleg kept pushing for the Vigilance Committee to, to return the documents to the land office. He said the office needed to open so citizens could find a way to buy land titles. Uh, he said what they were doing was an Ill- illegal detention of land land claims, and anarchy would ensue. Sure. Negotiations went back and forth. Uh, Congress investigated Sam for trying to steal the records, and he was reprimanded. Um, the, the seat of government relain, still remained at Washington on the Brazos. Austin, without the status of a capital city, slowly started to turn into a ghost town a bit. Mm-hmm. Pegleg created a new land office in Washington on the Brazos. He's like, fuck it. All right. Because the land business cannot be suspended. So now he's creating new archives in a different town. Um, but there's like no business to do because no one has the old records. So no one knows who owns what. Right. So land in 1841, there are 145 patents issued. And in 1843, only six. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So what had been luring immigrants to Texas was gone like no, then no one was coming so right. the whole state's gonna fall apart if they don't get their shit together right so finally on january 8th 1844 a year after they were taken and with little struggle the, the archives were returned to the land office and it was reopened in austin and then the government came back to austin in 1845 um so sorry i got lost don't apologize you're fine baby Uh, so they won. The people in Austin won. Okay, so, uh, okay. The Republic of Texas joined the United States of America a few months later on December 29th. Yeah. Should have never done that. Yeah. Awesome idea, right? It totally worked out. Yeah, because of Beto. Um, and then Ted Cruz was born. <laughs> and grew. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Hatched. Yeah. I apologize. You're right. He was hatched. Clever girl. <laughs> but we can all agree his beard looked really normal. Yep. For sure. Um, Sam and his wife, uh, who he married in 1840, had eight kids. Jesus Christ. Yeah, after his second term, uh, a Houston man succeeded him. So a guy who believed the same thing he'd he did. Right. When Texas joined the Union, Sam became a senator. He was very against the South leaving the Union, but he was a slave owner. Ugh. He ran for governor again, but lost probably due to his anti-slavery votes in Washington. And then the legislator kicked him out as a senator. Uh, Pegleg's wife would eventually leave him after he threatened to shoot her. <laughs> Baby, what did I do that was wrong? <laughs> I didn't say shoot you with a cannon. Just a gun. You'll keep your appendages. I can't. I'm right-handed. <laughs> oh, cannon, my cannon. <laughs> As he's saying goodbye to her, there's just a cannon being lit 400 miles away. <laughs> oh, no. 
I know what that means. Uh, so he, she left, and he used his uh, connections to delay the divorce proceedings for years. What? Um, he hid his assets. He failed to pay alimony, and he defied a restraining order. The Texas legislature, legislature stripped Pegleg of his office in 1848. Many considered him to be a despot. But he was appointed U.S. Consul of Panama City in 1853. Hey, I'm back, baby! <laughs> and then when he came back, he and his wife tried to make it work a second time. Wow, that is always... Oh, I didn't mean to try to kill you. I wasn't... It was just words. Well, I mean, I can't stay too mad at someone who's got it all. Uh, Just move a little to the left Little more I'm always moving to the left here Little more All I do is move to the left Little more You fucking monster He must have chickened out Okay, I guess I will stay But it didn't last Uh, Pegleg died in 1872 Was he buried with that Ben guy's leg? I hope so Because that would be karmic uh, Sam ran again for governor and won in 1859. He wanted the U.S. to become a protectorate over Mexico and wanted to use the Texas Rangers to do it. Jesus, so he, Dave. All he wanted to do was to take over Mexico. <laughs> <sighs> totally normal thought. Yeah. Uh, when Doesn't Lincoln, seem that crazy. Yeah, when Lincoln was elected, he warned the South not to secede because he said it would lead to a northern victory and total destruction of the South. Yeah. Plus, Take. screw this guy. I'm taller than him with the hat on. And Texas seceded. Sam refused to take an oath of loyalty to the Confederate States of America, so he was removed from office on March 16th. Wow. And then he went into exile, and he moved to Huntsville. That's, that's exile. <laughs> on July 26, 1863, he died of pneumonia at 70. Jeez. In April 1840... 1840- His wife, Kathy, of 14, was uh, bereaved. <laughs> In April 1846, Angelina uh, leased Edward Clegg's Tavern House in Port Lavaca. In 1851, she was running a hotel in Indianola, and then she died in 1860. Today, archivists celebrate Angeline Eberly as if she were a hero. She's on poster, coffee mugs, other collectibles. There's a statue of her in Austin. But uh, she wasn't. She was about self-interest. But yeah. Austin You're telling me we're putting up statues of people who were they have morally a, they corrupted? Have, they have a statue of her in Austin, and they... I guess she did save the city, but she was still... Right, but they're sort of... There's a whole, I, I found an archivist site, and they were like, she is not a hero. She is a bad archivist. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... They're mad about it. Yeah, no. You know things are good when you're blogging about archivism. Anyway, they all died. Jesus. Nice summation. Good Lord. So that's Texas. That is Texas. That's their... Uh, Boy, he really like was... number one hero, right? That's like your guy? But he was... He's not? I thought that everyone loved Sam Houston. You don't? Okay, I don't know. It's, someone yelled, go cannonball. I think a man might have yelled Clark Gable, which means we need to go. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate it, truly. 
Thank you, guys. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.